Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It is a train blue moon Monday. Hank Vogler checking in. Do you know what I mean by a train blue moon or a cold moon Monday? I think I said blue moon. It's a cold moon, not a blue moon this week. Yeah, blue moon is if you have two moons in the same month. Yeah, true. Full moon. The full moon on Wednesday of this week, December the 7th, is considered a cold moon. But I heard the train within the last 10 minutes. And when you when I hear a train, something has changed in a barometric pressure, whatever the case may be, that usually moisture follows. That's that's good news, Hank. Well, yeah, it's all going by us. It usually goes to the uh, El Nino goes south and La Nina goes north. And there, when there's a good storm in Los Angeles, if there's going to be a chance, that's when we get it. And uh, so far, it blew by into Arizona. So. I don't, uh, not a good sign for us, but I hope you get some out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. And the Sierras in places are getting some snow, which is a good deal. So it's not all bad. Well, I hear the skiing enthusiasts, even in Salt Lake City, are pretty happy with where the fall has been in terms of snowpack. Yeah, it's, I think it's been pretty bleak for a couple of years, but now they kind of, getting a little bit going so anyhow whoopee so hey i i got a discovery this morning i shared on across the pond with andrew so i want to just dive into this right away did you know that 2019 i think everybody knows this part 2019 we hit the high water mark of 13 million barrels of oil a day produced in the united states during the two-year period known as COVID, 2020-2021, our, our oil production dropped at a, a rapid rate. In the last half of 2022, we are back to 12 million barrels of oil a day. And then I took and looked at the oil production around the world, country by country, and guess what? There is no statistical significant difference in oil production in the world than there was in 2019. Well, all those stripper wells, all those uh, that were non-productive when uh, Mr. Trump got it down to $30 a barrel kicked in. So, yeah, I believe that. And there's plenty of places that... Yeah, that I, I, I'm just going to challenge you on that trump didn't do anything about that he happened to be in office but we were drilling and we were had things on the fly when he got into office and it just so happened at 2018 we became an oil independent nation but he just claimed credit for it he didn't do anything about it well uh and uh mr uh what's his name pinocchio joe he's claiming yeah. that we got the greatest economy. The most people ever went back to work. If you start lining up the things he's taking credit for, uh, his nose has grown several feet longer. Well, yeah, he, he he's taking credit for people to go back to work, but they all go to work for him. 
Well, they're, yeah. not, they're not going into independent businesses. You got it. Uh, they're coming out to the Need More Sheep Company in droves to uh, put us out of business. Yes, sir. That's the outfit. You get another visit again this week? No, but they still haven't settled up with us. They've done nothing. They just they still have their uh, pending. Everything's pending. We still can't find anything to. We have that set of double doors in the commissary. Uh, the both doors are open. Oh, maybe once a month, uh, maybe once every two months when we haul large objects like beef or lamb through the door. Uh, so we. We, but we can't find a screen that'll fit it because it compromises the double doors. So we've not solved that issue. And uh, we we did buy Michael a parachute so he can get out of bed because the beds aren't as high up as <laughs> regulations say they are. <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously, what does a screen on the double door have to do with protecting the health and safety of your H2A workers? Yeah. Uh, it's something that they could complain about, just like when they went to the sheep camp. Uh, the guy had rice on his list, so camp tender takes him rice. The uh, sealed container would not hold all the rice, so what he had left over, he had tied. Uh, it was tied. I mean, there was without chewing a hole in the side, it no rodent could get in it. It was in the camp. It wasn't out where the availability to a rodent was very high. But it was not on their list as proper procedure. And the water for the horse was too close to the camp, even though there was grain in the bottom of the. He was obviously eating and drinking at the same time because he had a certain amount of oats was in the bottom of that uh, container. Uh, trough tub is what it was. And uh, <laughs> what, wait, what, what, what's the danger of a horse drinking too close to camp? Uh, you would have to look in their rules and regulations. I bet they took 300 pictures of it. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Four of them justifying their livelihood based on jerking people around for no good reason. Yeah. There's well, always people that are doing things wrong. That's where they should be. I don't. I don't know if you're aware of this, Hank, but we have four times the number of illegals crossing the Rio Grande River as we've ever had. And we don't do anything about that, but we show up at a sheep operation in Nevada and say that your horse is drinking too close to the camp. You Come got on. it. Yep. And, and are any of these illegals lining up to take jobs? No. We're paying them to lay in hotel, good solid hotels too, I guess. So yeah, it's great. And they're also the the caveat: we'll let you in, but you got to vote Democrat. <laughs> yeah, because illegals are voting according to the Constitution. Oh yeah, where I thought you had to be a citizen. Well, that's what my Constitution says, and, and I want to be clear because you and I we dig into this every single day. The people who are coming across, I'm, I'm going to use Hank's word, as legal migrants, not immigrants, because there's a, a proper immigration policy, which we support. And that, you know what? I had Yvette Harrell uh, 
Representative U.S. Congresswoman from New Mexico who's dealt with this border issue. She got beat in the last election. They redistrict her district and brought in as many blue districts as they could to beat this lone conservative in New Mexico. And she still only got beat by 1,300 votes, which was a, a feat in itself. But she was talking about how people don't even want to know the truth. She, she sits in Congress. She has no ability to even voice her opinion as a congresswoman because it's all railroaded from the top. Well, and the people that uh, need, uh, I guess they'll need cheap labor or housekeepers or whatever, they're going to they're going to get them and and uh, they can pay them under the table. Uh, if you took all the money that is being paid under the table to these illegals, uh, we could probably help solve our national debt. You know, taxpayers have to pay taxes and spending the money. And these people can work on the side under the table. And we have a lot of American people that don't want to get a job, so to speak. So they work under the table. There's a lot of money. If they want to hire 87,000 people, those are the people they ought to go after. The people that are in California uh, working for the state of California under the table. Uh, the Peruvians that live in Maryland and work in Washington, D.C., taking care of congressmen, congresswomen, and people who work in the federal government on the, under the table. They should be paying taxes also. Yeah, I have to add that first you have to have the desire to reduce the national debt before we can work at reducing the national debt. And we don't have that. Hank Vogler, we do have. We have already. My goodness, that was a fast one. First segment behind us. Three more to go. Hank on Monday after this. Now, folks, I want to remind you about Lignite, Lignite Energy Council, life powered by coal. I ask you to log on to the website every single day, lignite.com. And if you do that, you're going to see what I believe is the best personnel profile, the people behind recovering the coal from the soil and getting it to your light switch, getting it to your electrical outlet. We often talk about the coal, but what about the people that make it happen? Folks, log on to lignite.com. Watch the series, I Am Coal, and it's going to bring to life how important the people are. It is all about people helping people. Lignite.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler checking in from White Pine County, Nevada the newest elected commissioner. They had to redistrict his district too, just to get him elected. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. That's fake news. That's media lying to you. That did not happen in White Pine County, Nevada. Yes, sir. Get sworn in on the 5th of January and sworn out on the 6th. Yes, sir. Hey, we should at least talk about this. I believe this is your favorite week of the year to watch television. This is like the only week you stay up past six o'clock at night. Well, yeah, and or I happen to be today does not have RFD TV. I've already worn out the clicker on <laughs> trying to find RFD TV, and they don't have it. So 
Isn't it on the, the Cowboy Channel, which is owned by RFD at this moment, but yeah. won't be next week? So, I mean, I what I mean by that is I am told Teton Ridge is purchasing the Cowboy Channel from RFD next week. Really? Yes. And what will they do different than they are now? Just if I told you, I'd be labeled a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Teton Ridge is owned by Thomas Toll. Thomas Toll continues to try to monopolize any Western flavored media. Uh, there is a tie to him and Dakin Wang, Chinese individual. So we'll see what happens. He gave a million dollars to the Yellowstone project in Yellowstone Park to rewild the bison. So you do the math, Hank. Ah. Uh. Well, they rewild the grizzly bear, the wolf, and, you know, I mean, I'm waiting for the saber-toothed tiger. Let's get some real good stuff out there. Not be so silly just to bring in predators that we summarily kick to the curb because we were trying to feed people with livestock. Mm -hmm. And these animals are rough on livestock, but they serve a purpose. They'll not only get the ranchers off of the federal graze they'll also get the tourists off the federal graze everybody will be in their <clears throat> apartment building so as in china they can weld the doors shut and burn them up yes sir bob so we'll talk about that in a minute i want to talk about china but first you brought up grazing i had to eat crow last week and i did it not proudly but i did it to make a point that you have to be careful and the information that you share and, and make, I mean, I know this, but I saw an article written by somebody talking about a University of Wyoming study funded by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. And the article went to great lengths talking about how, okay, I, I'm doing a horrible job with this. The, the funded study was to determine how much economic advantage there is by federal lands grazers like Angola. Did you see the article or the actual release from the University of Wyoming? Uh, the article. Yeah. The article basically walked through how this was insignificant. It was a blight on the system. And I was, I, I just railed on why would University of Wyoming, the state of the cowboy, funded by the, the cattleman, put together a piece of, uh, of literature that is more of a made-up project than Shakespeare? Well, turns out the next day somebody sent me the actual University of Wyoming press release. No, the article was fabricating all of the information. The press release in a nutshell said that in the states they studied with federal land grazers, actually they didn't call qualified as federal land grazers. It was public land grazers. So that would include some state land, which we know you and Nevada are mostly federal land. And at the nutshell, there was a $20,000 salary benefit to the people that work in the industry if there was federal land grazing. So it overwhelmingly said there's a significant improvement in the economic economic conditions thanks to federal land grazers. That article lied. Well, okay, so I didn't see that one. I must have seen the one that was actually published by University of Wyoming because it it praised the use of livestock on the yeah. federal. It, it actually did a very good job. Well, and, and 
when you throw in, and especially in Wyoming, coal and in Nevada, gold mining, all these other things that are done on federal lands. Uh, of course, I, I hate to admit it, but the gold miners, uh, they know how the game's played. They go buy a big ranch, uh, make a whole bunch of concessions to the Nevada Department of Wildlife and uh, grease the skids to get the mine opened up, et cetera, et cetera, but still takes a five years instead of 25 years. But I mean, just all these things are all for the inner circle bureaucrat. They have nothing to do with private industry. Thus only multinational mining corporations can eat. And if you went out tomorrow, tumbled into a pocket of gold, nuggets as big as road apples, uh, it'd be five years later before you could even reap the rewards of your investigation. Yes, sir. But everybody gets a slice of the pie all the way through the system. Everybody gets a chance. National Environmental Policy Act, all of these things. You want it greased? You know, even the lovely and talented, now deceased Harry Reid, to get his pipeline put in, all of a sudden, there was a great rush to uh, placate the environmentalists who all stood in line and got wilderness areas. I even got a wilderness area. There's no place you can stand on that wilderness area that you can't see a house, a barn, a crop circle, <laughs> a road, something. I mean, the wilderness characteristics of that piece of paper. But the gentleman that was reaping the reward so he could go back to his constituents and tell them, hey, guys, we need more money. I got you another wilderness area there. You know, I'm very important. You got to help me. And he did well, but he did confess. He's also deceased now. He confessed to me that it was acres. In order for them to keep their mouth shut and not cause any trouble about the pipeline, they were going to get wilderness designation in White Pine in Lincoln County. Imagine that. You know, you just walk through the real problem. It doesn't matter how conservative an individual is or campaigns to be. Once they get to D.C., their sole objective is to try to find a way to bring subsidies back to the people who put them there to be conservative. Now, Harry Reid never ran as a conservative, all right? But that's why neither side of the aisle is any different, because even the most conservative, they're out there working to get a subsidy for their people. Therein lies the problem. You got it, mister. Give the man a cigar. He can be taught. Yes, sir. Yeah. Potomac fever, I believe, is what they call it. That's what you call it, and I think it's very properly named. <laughs> uh, I'm Now I'm worried about your mental health. Uh, how, how are you going to handle it? What are you going to do if you can't watch the NFR every night this week? Well, uh, I, I, maybe they'll be on the reruns. I, I'm, I get to... I get to go home, I believe, uh, on the 8th. So I get to watch the finals anyhow. You know that Kelly told me somebody outside of RFD, you can have a way search this. Somebody outside of RFD is offering a $20 package to watch the NFR. So you, you might be able to pull it up on your iPad and then roku it to your television. We got a bad connection <laughs> right now. I don't need to throw nothing to my TV. <laughs> I, just, 
I'm sorry. But <laughs> oh my goodness, I lost it. You can get you can get it for ten dollars. Who who raised it to twenty? My friend in Idaho doesn't have cable TV. He has cable TV. He doesn't have satellite dish. Doesn't have RFD TV. It's not available to him. But he's getting it on his iPhone. It costs a hundred dollars for ten nights, which would be ten dollars. No, 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 no. I said twenty dollars total. Oh, wonderful! I do think you have to have Roku. Have what? <laughs> Don't ask me to explain it. <laughs> I had a tooth pulled. Is that is that the same? I'm just told that I have one TV that gets Roku and that we could watch it on that one. So that's all I know. All right, roll out. Hank Vogler, Trent Loose. <laughs> Halfway through the Roku. How can we do any more promotion for something that neither one of us have any idea what we're promoting? I don't know. We'll find out. We're back with the second half after that. Let's for a moment go over to the website, certifiedpiedmontese.com. Hank's going to love this, by the way. On the homepage, you can sign up for a 15% cash back on all certified Piedmontese purchases. You can earn that to be used any, anywhere on the website. Two packs of tenderloin tips available today. And there is a holiday roast special, 25% off. Get this. That includes eight bone lamb rack. Add to the cart for $74.99. That's the details that are available in marketing certified Piedmontese. Oh, my goodness. There's even a turkey on here. Why do we have a turkey on a certified Piedmontese system? Hey, there's something that looks fantastically good. Grass-fed tenderloin roast, despite being grass-fed. Here's the tomahawk chop. Get details about all. This is just making me hungry. Certified Piedmontese.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler. Do you know what you did on this program a week ago today? I'm guessing you don't know. Uh that's one of the beauties of getting older and simpler. <laughs> it's history. <laughs> Nobody in America was talking about a Chinese protest by the thousands before Hank Vogler mentioned it on a roll route. And then the later that day, everybody knew that there was a protest that paled, made Tiananmen Square look like a little thing compared to what was happening now. You broke the news. Wow. Well, you have to give that credit to my lovely and talented wife, Wei Dong Chen Vogler. Yeah. She says that her mom and dad have to get, we're having to get tested twice a day for COVID in Shendu that had very little. If any. Twice a day? Yep. Wow. And and the, the the apartment building burned up. They had welded the doors shut. Now, isn't that a little draconian, even for China? Okay. Today, I learned that Oxford, the community within Oxfordshire in the UK, is now inducing climate change uh, confinement. And that they're putting electric gates on the town and 
there's only X number of people a day that can enter or leave via vehicle. And if you want to drive through or in or out of town, you have to get permission. Uh, so who gave permission for Mauna Loa to blow up and run lava down? Do you think there's any carbon uh, sequestering going on there? Where's Spotted Al Gore and, and uh, <clears throat> John Kerry? Why, why aren't they over there trying to get all that carbon back in the bottle? Because they can't make a dollar to, over there. Oh, doggone it. That's no fun. Yeah, it was all about the money. Well, Okay. I, I, I got to Okay. Follow up on this. You brought to our attention that the people are, are up in arms or taken to the street in China. Yes. I had a friend who on Friday's program, this program, say that even the Chinese young people who are protesting are not made with the same resolve as those who took on Tiananmen Square and that these will sit down and shut up quicker. Do you buy that? No, uh, I, you know, Mao had to kill 50 million people before they bowed their heads. Uh, they let the genie out of the bottle. These people have enjoyed uh, higher standards of living, maybe not by ours. They've enjoyed more freedoms than they ever have had. And the government is capitulating. And if they want to do that, the next time something goes wrong, they will really be out in the streets. This was just a taste of freedom that uh, they basically, I guess you could say, they got away with it. And, and, and getting away with it, you know, emboldens them. Uh, we all know that the Ukrainian war sucks and their freedoms may not be a heck of a lot greater under the Ukrainian rule than the Russian rule, but there was a uh, at least the farmers seem to have a certain amount of independence. They immediately went to raising grain to feed the world. And the genie's not going back in the bottle. It's not Vladimir Putin and this Zelensky guy standing in the street duking it out. There are people that have faith on both sides. Well, it's the same way anywhere, you know, even in this country. You know, they keep Washington, D.C. is on borrowed time. And I, I don't want to see a shooting revolution. I want to see a voting revolution. And I think it's coming. The, the one great thing about bureaucracies, whether they're in China or in Russia, or no matter where they're at, you oppress the peasants and you push them down. What do you think in uh, 19, what was it, 12, 1910, when the, the Soviet Union not didn't come into existence, but the revolution started. People get tired of being pushed down. And the Red Army fought the Blue Army and on and on and on. And they finally got in control. Maybe not a good deal, but you could only oppress the people so long and they revolt. And, and whether it's a peaceful revolt in a box uh, of votes or if it's with rifles people, the more you push on them and the more bureaucrats you hire and the worse you make it for people, uh, you finally make enough of them mad. You have problems. You know, I think there's another P in there and it's payments. Not direct payments, not subsidies, 
But the reason I, the reason that we're in a position we are is that we've become so reliant upon China for every aspect of our life. Yep. I mean, just take hides, something that's close to you and I. Do you know how difficult it is to take a hide, get it tanned, and get it back in this country? All the hides, I mean, we have one tannery in that does commercial in Dakota City in Nebraska. That's owned by one of the big conglomerates. But for the most part, the hides leave this country, go to China, and come back. Same way with Eight, wool. Yeah, 80% of the textiles are done in Asian countries, whether it's China or Asian countries. 80% of the medical supplies come from China. 80% of all antibiotics come from China. If people will stop paying for their supplies that have a tie to China, that is 10 times more effective than anything that a policy is going to bring in forth. Well, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I look at 1,400,000,000 people, and if I can sell them all one pair of wool socks, then it's going to help me. And, and so I guess that's where it gets down to that level at some point. Uh, but it has to be fair and open trade. There, ha there has to be tip for tap. We can't be one-sided. We built them up, uh, gave them the freedom, and guess what? And they bought bullets instead of Bibles. I mean, it, it just, yeah. Oh, my goodness. They bought bullets instead of Bibles. <clears throat> that is exactly where we're at. So, yeah. I, I mean, and the people, uh, the people with that taste of freedom turned into capitalists. Mm -hmm. I mean, total. You know, and they just figured out how to go around the government it, it, and it, it's called everywhere in the world black market whatever uh, whatever you want to call it uh, in the Soviet Union almost all the fresh vegetables everything that they could raise were raised in their little private plots that they gave the <coughs> peasant almost all of it because the government run institutions all become top heavy with management. I mean, <laughs> in, in my little world, the gentleman that used to be my range con, they didn't get him fired. They worked at it for years to get this man out the door. And his, the grievances against him were monumental. Any other industry, they'd have canned him in a second. And they replaced him with somebody who's just as derelict. Just as uh, do nothing, ride around in the pickup, do nothing. And that's what happens. And everybody gets to see that. You know. <laughs> hey, last week you brought to our attention that your neighbor <clears throat> cut the fence to let your cows out. What happened with that? Well, we got them all back in, thought everything was cool, got them all in the south end. Uh, a dear friend of mine who's a government trapper that traps out in the Wendover sheep complex gives me a call. All my cows are back out on the highway. Um, went back, pushed them back through, and both gates, this time they didn't tear any fence down, both gates are open. I've complained to the Bureau of Land Management. They have uh, federal officers, not even so much as a return phone call asking me what was going on. Nothing. Zip, nada. The 
wild horse and burrow people, I can't imagine. Uh, there's not five people on this earth even knows where those gates are at. Maybe not even that many. And they're one of them. So it gets down to a pretty narrow thing. So they say, well, why don't you put out some game cameras? Well, even if game cameras are free, all right, I take pictures. What are they going to do? We took pictures of a huge corporation with a $600 million annual budget tearing out sheep troughs. Gone. Crickets. Knocking holes in water troughs. Gone. Crickets. I mean, yeah. How are we supposed to get the wild horse advocates to to be confronted? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So we've got a man sitting there. I guess he will now be just like a doorman at a hotel. He's right there at the gates with in a sheep camp with a horse. I I don't know. At some day, at some end, there's got to be resolution to this and accountability. People can't continue to destroy property and get away with it. Mr. I mean, Luce, if you, you heard what happened out there, and broke off one post. They they took five, which made the gap about a hundred feet wide, laid the wires mm -hmm. back. You and I did that, and we It'd were be called, an accelerated trial. San Pedro. Yeah, we'd be like the January six people. We'd just be sitting there waiting for trial for two or three years. You heard about the shooting of the substation in North Carolina that led to that power outage of 38 million people over the weekend, right? Uh, the news circle isn't that big here, I don't think. I'll probably hear about it late, later. Somebody shot it up, huh? Yeah. And J.C. Cole on his program every week talks about how vulnerable the electric grid is. And one guy with a gun apparently just proved him right. We'll be back with the last segment. Roll out. Hank Wilber after this. I want to take a moment and remind you to go check out Protect the Harvest Free and Fed America. It does not come easy. It comes with your resilience and your dutiful citizens, Bree. I, should, I think it's probably citizenship to empower yourself to take this nation back. That's the moral of the story. You know, speaking of power, the Free and Fed America piece that ran on Friday is with Bill Geezer from Bismarck State College talking about teaching lineman work. You know, the things that we take for granted, like the lineman that makes sure the electric can continue to get from the coal-fired power plant to our house that requires linemen. In the early days, one in three linemen died on the job. We don't have that happen anymore. It's because we do have advantages of modern technology. Get all of the advantages you can find at protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll around. Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler. You know, you've done this program for like 17 years, every Monday, only missed like two or three. The least I can do to pay you for your services is I will find out how you can watch the NFR every night this week. How's that? <laughs> I might I even subscribe for I you and pay for it. Elk Camp in, in, in the Beulah unit of... Southeast Oregon, 
I broadcasted from the Huntsman Cancer Center. I broadcasted from Mexico. Yes, sir, Bob. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of myself. And and the pay scale that I've got now, I just hate for you to throw any more logs on the fire, you know, setting stuff up for me, giving me more gratis. I, I don't know, man. The next thing you know, I'll be beholden and I'll want to buy bullets instead of Bibles. I, I don't know, Trent. I'll have to think about that. I, I'll, I'll invest 20 bucks. I'll, cir I'll circle back on that. I'll circle back on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't wait long. <laughs> well, it's it's a fun gig. I'll tell you that. I look forward to it all the time. So, and I've got I've got I think four followers now too. So, by yeah. golly, I'll tell you what. I well, mean, that's we, way more. At least the tribe got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> What's so. uh the hunting season been like with all the the dry year of Nevada? Well, we got a little dusting of snow. Uh, Nevada Department of Wildlife has done uh, such a wonderful job. The antelope are just about all gone. The deer are just, I mean, you see a deer, you can almost get your picture on the front page of the newspaper for seeing a deer. Uh, the elk, instead of seeing every cow with a calf or two, now you see it probably about a 30% calf crop. So yeah, they're, uh, but with the dry years, they're still out hunting. There's a, there's a season going on now. Uh, I see the, the spotting scopes. You know, it's not it's not the hunting of old where you, you you actually go hunting. You get four or five guys in rigs. You get you get all these guys out with spotting scopes. You find this poor old bull laid up after the breeding season, and he's got his nose on the ground trying to heal up from all the fighting he did to to get his genetics passed on, and they spot him, then they get the guys with the walkie-talkies to go out, and, and they circle in on him, stay downwind of him, have uh, all the technical or support, I guess you'd call it, or, or electronic support, sneak up on him and whack him laying in his bed. So, I, I don't know, I grew up, you got out of the pickup down a string of a road there with all your buddies, and you tramp through the brush, and Somebody would kick something, but something to somebody else, but very seldom did you ever walk up on one of them. But this is a whole new ball game. They hunt coyotes the same way in Nebraska in my place. They'll surround my place and try to flush them out. Then they got somebody to pick up on every corner. And I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you that's what they do. Well, that's fine with me. <laughs> well, no, that that all kind of makes sense. <clears throat> what I can't understand, and more power to them for doing this. You know, the rage in deer country here is you go thirty-five feet up in the air and you sit in a deer blind waiting for a deer to walk by. Man, more power to you for doing that. I, you, you're you're a thrill seeker like I've never seen. If that's fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't Ed, think they're 35 feet. They're probably 20. Ed Leverett has a sign on his, uh, what, whatever you call it, tower or camp or blind. Deer blind. Deer blind. <clears throat> and he says, uh, warning, it's against the law to put corn out for deer. Any deer that shows up and eats this corn will be shot on sight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Only Eddie. Only Eddie. Yeah, I haven't talked to that guy for many full moons. Well, you can't talk to him. They dug up a culvert out on the county road and tore out his phone line. Last time I tried to talk to him. <laughs> And he's about as tech-savvy as I am, so... Well, he used to reach out on Facebook, but, you know, I'm in my, like, fourth week of being without that, and life's pretty good except for one thing, but otherwise... I mean, if you... Hey! Is Facebook the one that uh, nobody wants to be on, or is is that different than TikTok, or which one of those you're not supposed to be on? TikTok is owned by the Chinese. Okay. Facebook is owned probably by the Chinese, but they claim to be owned by a group of control freaks. Uh, um, people love Facebook. I got kicked off of Facebook a week after I was at the border talking about the real invasion of this country and where the chaos is coming, which makes me want to go back to the border. Uh, the only thing I miss about Facebook is um, I had contacts of 15 people who wanted to buy bread gilts from me, and I'm in the bread gilt season. And I, if you were one of those individuals that sent me a note about buying a bread gilt, get a hold of me because I don't have your contact information anymore. Well, okay, uh, maybe this will make me a turncoat on that border. We can't get the Americans to work, and I've had people say that they don't want them, that they've had people when they – under i think uh clinton or one of them they 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 forced these guys if you wanted to get your welfare check you had to have a job or you had to try to get off and and they were telling me that for farm labor they were so zombied or at least the ones that applied there they didn't want them on the outfit they tore up equipment they they were a wreck well now if these illegal immigrants they do not get citizenship they have to apply like Mike Edoy, I used to, I mean, he could quote the Constitution. He knew more about our government than the average high school graduate. If they want to become citizens, okay, but if they want to work, take the money back to their home country, just like my boys that work for me, okay, that's fine. They use it for a store of wealth. They don't spend that money. So, I mean, so we get the benefit of that money dissolving and, not, and you know, they apply. They they are in the economy, everything. They pay taxes, everything. They participate on that level, but citizenship and voting rights, we cannot let them have until they become citizens. And blanket citizenship is not the way to go. It is not what made Mike Edoy proud. It's not what made all the Basque people when I was a kid at the Catholic Church having a party all night when they got their citizenship papers. That's the way it should be. But as far as let, running them back, you know how much money it's going to cost us to load up 30 million people and haul them back to their country of origin and how that's going to look uh, after the news media gets a hold of that? No, let them work. Let them pay taxes. Let them stay. Let them go back easier, back to their home country. They can't bring Grandma and Uncle Leroy up. <clears throat> They're here. Okay, because that's it. They're anchors. Once they get here, then they bring the whole family. Okay, they want to work. They want to work in agriculture labor right now. 80% are Hispanics now. Let's let them do it. But they got to pay taxes. They do not get the right to vote until they become citizens. 
That's Ellis Island was the same way. Ellis Island had whole divisions that were hospitals that sent the people uh, back that had chronic diseases. All these things. It can be solved, but nobody wants to solve it because they can, like the abortion deal, they can bash each other over the head with it and get a constituency. That's the problem. Washington, D, and the C. D.C. stands for desires cash. So there's two things with that. One, I'm, I'm very attentive and listening from the standpoint of those that are coming through being welcomed. They're being processed, which apparently my trip to Eagle Pass says takes three days. And then there's some level of accountability because at least they came in checked. And in 2021, we hit a high watermark for the number of people that came in in that method. 2022, they told me when I was at Eagle Pass, there will be four times more people cross illegally than through this open border policy. They're all illegal. I understand that. But I'm trying to I'm trying to say there's two different sectors coming across and there's four times more people trying to sneak in than walk in. And Hank, the concerning part of that is that the Texas National Guard, the guys told me that the last six months there has been an alarming number of Russian, Chinese, and Iranians who are trying to sneak in, not come in through the process proportion. And and from that standpoint, there are two separate issues in my mind, and one is a grave threat to this nation. Uh, and I line up with you 100%. But the, the peasants, the ones that are just stumbling through the gate. They, uh, I, I, I'm told that doesn't happen. I'm told that they come in groups. Like in Del Rio, the day before I was there, 1,600 from Venezuela showed up at one time. That's an organized chaos creation. Somebody is organizing that. They're not just coming here to seek employment. Well, and, and the, the cartels need somebody to pack the fentanyl, the marijuana, and the other illicit drugs. And these people don't have the five, six thousand bucks to have somebody help them swim the river, so they make a deal with them. You that, become our mule. That is one hundred percent issue right there. That's yeah. what's going on. The drug cartels are controlling this, not yeah. the United States. You think thirty-three thousand people from Venezuela all have five thousand dollars apiece? Their wives wind up in prostitution. Whatever it takes, they have always looked to America. Uh, and our money as the place uh, to have their wealth. And that's what's going on. And the, and the cartels go, hey, Paco, you haul this over the cross. And you give it to my buddy, Jose, and okay. Otherwise, we're going to kill your two kids back in Venezuela or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's it's human trafficking at its finest. And and the crazy people that are getting in have always gotten in somewhat one way or the other. I mean, those are the ones they should be finding and sending back. And that will be the last word of the day. Hank Bogler, Trent Luce, both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And finally today, we want to talk about the Wall of Honor. I was in Bismarck last week. I had the opportunity to sit in the Elks in Bismarck and watch people pay attention to the monitors of the Wall of Honor. It is so captivating, and it's because we get the opportunity to say. It was one thing to talk about it every day. It's why I've been in, I've been that person 
first time I saw it in St. Anthony at Rusty's, I, I just I continued to watch because it scrolls through with the people who have contributed to our freedom. Thewallofhonor.org is a tremendous movement. It is something that we need to keep rolling, and it's up to you to log on to make it happen. Thewallofhonor.org.